Hello and welcome to the Rockcast episode five today. It's just me and Felix because the other two are, I don't know what they're up to, but they're not here today. Um, I think maybe next episode we might get the long-awaited return of Nick, so be ready for that one. But no, um, hello Felix, how you doing? Um, I'm doing all right, but very excited for Saturday. I'm very excited as well, okay. So obviously it's pretty obvious what we're doing around here these days. We're going to be recapping what occurred in the round of 16 and then we'll be moving on and doing our predictions for uh, the obviously the quarterfinals and maybe a little bit onwards because I think France got knocked out. I think we both had them winning so we can kind of discuss slightly what went on there. But we're starting off with the first game, which was Denmark versus Wales and the Welsh crashed and burnt in wherever they played. I don't know where that game was, but they they definitely lost heavily there. Amsterdam. It wasn't, yeah, definitely. I think it was in Amsterdam. Okay. So, I I mean, did you watch the game? I certainly, Wales were just... Yeah. Wales were really... I don't think a 4-0 wasn't representative of how the game went. No, uh, Dolberg obviously opened the scoring with a lovely finish, a bit like it was there to this, this, just a curling away. And then Wales were all right, but then Denmark's second goal. Didn't they? I think they came close a couple of times. Did they yeah. hit the post or just think so? A couple of shots saved. Anyway, then Denmark's, Denmark, um, like theoretically fouled, the, I think it was Kiefer Moore, went up the other end. And was it Nico Williams who just gave them the goal? <laughs> By just trying to, his clearance went straight to Dolberg again, wasn't it? Oh, what is it with Liverpool and producing right backs that can't defend? God, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Nathaniel Klein, what are you doing, mate? Anyway, uh, third goal was they just lost their heads at the end of oh, Marla. The third goal, only was... player in my fantasy who didn't um, bottle it, let's say. Was it a good finish? Uh, sold the defender, I think. I think he kind of oh, fainted really, a bit. I, and just, I remember. Yeah. Really. And then the fourth, yeah, they fell. They fell apart a bit. And then I don't. F- I don't think it was a red card for Harry Wilson. If I if I remember correctly, it's a bit harsh. But um, at the end of the day, it yeah. didn't really matter. And then, of course, there was the um, fourth goal. Um, was that the one which got this out for offside? Yeah, and then they obviously allowed it because it was onside. But yeah, Mister Mister Barcelona, Braithwaite got his goal and Denmark cruised through. I'm not sure if they're going to be a, a disappointing because, ending for Wales. Yeah, I'm not sure if Denmark are a massive threat. I guess we'll see what they do against Czech Republic. Czech Republic. I still think that I still think that just like emotional toll will kind of shine throughout some stage, be it catch up on them quarter or yeah, yeah, maybe because I think I think they're maybe still riding a bit of a high, maybe off the group game against Russia, maybe just like. The do it for Ericsson kind of vibe, but yeah. I don't know how long they can sustain that. Well, because I know I yeah. had my start courses before the tournament, but um, yeah, we'll we'll see how long they can keep this up, especially without their talisman. Yeah, well, they they definitely prog- obviously they progressed. And then the next game, Wembley Stadium was a cracker. Italy versus Austria. Uh, my pre my pre tournament my pre my pre tournament hot take. I thought when Alnautovic put them one up, I was buzzing, but obviously it got disallowed. But Austria. I thought they gave a good account of themselves, honestly. I thought in the second half they were definitely the better team. But in the end, Italy's depth, being able to bring on players like Chiesa, uh, I think what Locatelli finish, came off the, the bench. What a finish. I mean, bosh, bosh, whip it. I mean, I think Cristiano Ronaldo would have been proud of that one, his teammate, and I think he said that after the game. But, yeah. Um, it did concede, though, did it? Italy did. Yeah, they finally, finally. conceded. Finally. What was it? 12 games, 12 yeah, games later. What was it? Collages. Zach or whatever yeah. his name is. Kalaj. That's how they come up against a decent team, maybe. Yeah. 
Mm. It's a bit harsh to Switzerland, but you know, mm. uh, yeah. So Italy eventually went through. I can't. That's that thirty-first uh, game in a row. Thirty-first game in a row without losing. Yeah, which I, is a record. Them. I cannot put my head on who scored their second goal. Oh, it was um Pessina. Pessina. It was Pessina. Yeah, two goals in a row for him in. He's on good form. It makes him almost, I'd say, undroppable by Mancini against um, Belgium, which we'll get on to. Uh, but the next game was Croatia-Spain. No, it wasn't. That's really weird for me. It was then... I don't know why I'm, I'm pretending I don't know which game it was, because it was the game that I very correctly predicted last week when I said that the Czech Republic were going to beat the Netherlands 2-0. I even mentioned Patrick Schick, who got on the score sheet. But I mean, did you did did you expect the Netherlands? Because I think deep down, even I thought they probably would. Um, have I come mean, through. jury's out on whether you expected it. Let's be honest. <laughs> but, you, um, you you were the one preaching sure, that they weren't sure, as good as people uh, thought. Ben, benefit of the doubt. <laughs> you were the one you preaching. Take the credit that for that. They, they were you they were good. Credit, it was a it was a good they just didn't show up. Obviously, um, I mean, even in the first half, they. They did not really. They didn't ever get going, and then the red for the late was embarrassing. I don't. It's a weird one because I don't know how intentional it was, but you do. You have to send him off there. Yeah, of course you, you, a, do. you absolutely have to send him off there. Yeah, no doubt because no he's doubt. in on goal. Yeah, for sure. And then I think uh, I think alongside that, I think um, I think Donnie Malin had quite a big miss as well. Oh my. After he he tore that defense to pieces, and then he just I think he tried to be too clever trying to go around the goalkeeper. Yeah. Who, who to be fair, he, he did very well to like not be fooled by that and um stay composed, I guess, and get the ball at um Malin's feet, but still. Who is that GK? Uh Lick. Of course it is, yeah. I like a bit yeah. of Lick. he's a good player. Um not not seen much. But, yeah, I mean Delic he came out after the game and Apologize. Kind of took responsibility, didn't he? Yeah, and obviously sent the ball's gone. Yeah, he's... I reckon they'll get Kuman back. I reckon Barca will dump Kuman. I think the ball, but he is he he's not a good man. He showed out. He's not a good manager. He's definitely not a good manager. I think a sat to be well. We'll get onto it. Late, we'll get into it later. But he's what I maybe thought Southgate was, which is like a dreadful manager in charge of a good group of players. Well, yeah. Southgate's decide to prove me wrong a bit there, but Southgate's getting results. Yeah. Okay. So um, after that uh, game, like I would have had Netherlands sorry. as serious contenders if Kuman was still in charge. Yeah, I think Kuman did a good job. Um, I think that the next game was, if I'm not mistaken, and Belgium, I think I've got Portugal. this one right. Belgium, Portugal. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think Portugal were extremely unlucky in this game. I know Torgan had scored an absolute beauty, but I thought that Portugal were from start to finish the better team. And, and a certain someone coming on second half, Bruno Fernandes was great. I saw people best play, but some people were slandering him. Am I going to say best player on the pitch? I think I am because I Portugal he, were the better team and he was their best player. I think Ruben Diaz had a very good game. To be fair to him, um, but at the end of the day, Portugal lived to rue the mistakes made quite heavily by I think Diogo Jota. I think he really cost Portugal this. Diogo tournament. Jota and Fernando Santos. Fernando, I think. Fanch. What's going I on think with the Portugal? Known, known they never tracks. really got like into their groove, I guess, in this tournament because, I mean, I mean, they beat they beat Hungary three 0 short, but all those goals are in the like the last ten minutes, weren't they? And then obviously they went lost to Germany, drew with France, and then lost to Belgium. Yeah, uh, and I think that's got a lot to do with it, with him not getting his team right, really. So, 
by the time that he got assist and that started to work, which only really, I guess, happened in the second half of the Belgium game, it was a bit too late, wasn't it? Yeah. Because I think Belgium rode their luck a bit. Because I think did how, did Portugal hit the woodwork a few times? I can't actually remember. I can't. I can't quite remember. I know that did they uh, hit the woodwork. I know that João Felix had a very good couple of chances. Um, yeah. There was also one where he got fouled on the edge of the box and it didn't get given. I mean. Um, but yeah, Portugal won. Speaking so of Ruben Dias, good performance. He did miss a bit of a free header. Oh, he had a very yeah, he had a very good. I job don't know if that's a if there's a bit of cut of a culture of doing that among Man City centre backs, but yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, in the end, Belgium went through. I mean, you got to give credit to Belgium. Yeah, they were still good. Uh, talking like, about as much as you've got, you you earned your luck realistically, and yeah. they. Did defend well. Yeah, they were they, they were so Thomas Vermaelen was great for a thirty whatever old year he is. Their whole team was good defensively, and I guess they went through because of that. I think Belgium Italy will be a good game. I'll tell you that right now. Before we'll get onto predictions later, but I think it'll be a good game of football. Now Monday the twenty eighth of June, one of the greatest days of football ever. What was it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. You just blew my mind for a second. I was so confused. Uh, Croatia versus Spain started off. Wow. Wow. I mean, that one got... It started off with a crazy way to start off. Crazy day. Absolutely crazy. Uh, I think Croatia equalised. Uh, Cro- no, Cro- so what? Croatia went 1-0 up, didn't they? Oh, of course. Sorry, yeah, they it was weird. Because yeah. in both games on that day, uh, the underdog, I guess, went 1-0 up. Then... Conceded 3. Favourites went 3-1. And yeah. then two late goals make it 3 all. But I'll tell you what, I thought that Croatia were very good late on in that game. And I thought they were unlucky to lose in extra time. But Spain, in the end, had that extra bit of quality. I'll tell you what, Ferran right, Torres... Found a shoe boots. Good finish from him. Yeah, and Ferran Torres has been good this tournament as well. Well, well I, I think um, I saw a quote. I don't, I don't know if it was... I think it was Luis Enrique. He said um, he kind of... His analogy was like that. Spain were like a champagne bowl ready to like pop or something. Like in terms of, it's just like all the potentials there. It's just they're missing that like one, like explosive moment. And I guess that's kind of come out in the past couple of games, scoring five in each. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they were struggling to score in ten goals in yeah. two games. It's just fun, phenomenal. Um, but yes, yeah, Spain. I mean, went even through. if it is extra time, that's still eight goals in two games, yeah, which is yeah, more than a lot. Of, well, more than most teams have managed in the whole tournament. I mean, you've got to give them credit. But when putting the, they, the, everyone was giving them, uh, being rude about them, weren't they? Uh, for the did, did Morata did they miss a pen as well? I can't actually remember. I don't think Spain. so. Or was that in Slo- I guess that must have been in Slovakia game. Yes, so they, no, they yeah. Okay, well, okay then. Moving on to the second game from that day. I mean, wow. I think we both had France winning the tournament, and what can I say? What, what more? What more do United midfields have to do to take their teams through? Yeah, Paul- exactly. Best player on the pitch again, again. but mm. credit to yeah, Switzerland. Seferovic decided to show up and Bappe didn't. Yeah, two goals from Seferovic, uh, one from Gavranovic. Gavranovic, and an absolutely talismanic midfield performance from Granit Xhaka. I'm not going to, I thought he was absolutely fabulous. Uh, I thought that uh, he was great. I thought that he dictated the play. I thought, in terms of the midfield battle, I thought he had Pogba. Pogba going forward had a bit more for France, but in terms of the, in terms of just the way the di- the, the dictation of the game was going, I thought Xhaka kind of had it. And then into extra time, it kind of progressed because Pogba was tired or whatever. But I mean, I think we need to talk about Paul Pogba's goal because that was an absolutely outrageous finish. I mean, 
I mean, I guess it's because because of how good Pogba's goal was, but that touch by Benzema for his first goal. Oh, yes, yeah, stunning. Was, that that was the technical ability to pull that off and then just lift over the keeper. What? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the make or break point for that game for me was when Pogba slipped Mbappe in extra time and he took it on his left foot. Yeah, I mean, easy... even earlier in the match, he'd slipped Mbappe in and Mbappe just put it wide. But yeah, but I don't I know. I think why... that's a bit more. You need to ask Killian, but I don't understand why he went on his left foot there when he's right footed. It might have been a, it might have been honestly, might have been a bit of nerves because he missed yeah. the previous one because like that. He but... wasn't, he wasn't super under pressure. I feel no, it's in, quite, there was a defender on him, but he had, he had time to kind of shift onto a stronger foot. Didn't he? I think he should have scored that? Yeah, in, and then of course, yeah. once that happened, I was almost, I was adamant. I was telling my mum who I was watching it with, if Mbappe takes the penalty, he'll mess it. And eventually came down to Kylian Mbappe and I had no doubt in my mind that he was going to miss. And eventually someone made a great save and the World Cup champions went home. It's as simple as that. And I think that, that it's an incredible result for Switzerland. Correct me, correct me if I'm wrong. Last time they won a knockout tie, it was 1964. He was 54. 54, even, yeah. even longer. But I mean, wow. You've got to credit what's happened what's I think Pogba and Benzema are the only two French players who can come out of this storm with their heads up, head like with their heads held high, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, I think France it, were underwhelming. A lot, a lot of people were maybe getting a bit excited over. Well, okay, I'm going to point him out, Angolo Conte. A yeah. lot of people were getting a couple. Well, more than a. He played well in the Champions League. Maybe improved a bit in the Premier League. I think the Ballon d'Or shouts were a bit excessive, and I mean, after, let's be honest, his mediocre performances that he's putting in throughout the year. He's not the only French player, don't get me wrong, but he's just one I'm going to pick out as underperforming considering the standards he'd set for himself in the yeah. later parts of the of the club season. Yeah, for sure. He definitely, I'd say he underwhelmed this tournament and they, the French went out. I'm surprised. I'll have to revisit who I think is going to win it, but I think it's pretty obvious who's going to win it and it was the team that played next. Yeah, it was the team that played next, right? We were the next game after France, right? Yeah. Yeah, England, Germany. It's coming home. It's coming. I mean, unbelievable. I I, I mean, I, I'm still almost in, in shock that we managed to beat the Germans in that game. Um, I thought it was terrific. But, I thought that the selection of the team was great by Gareth. I thought the five back worked oof, well. I don't know. I, I can't truly agree believe with the that. five back worked well. I said before the game, I would. I said last week that the lineup I would play, uh, I said four back, but I had Sterling and Saka both in there if Sancho didn't play. And oh, Ster- think- Sterling lived up. I thought Saka was good staff. I'll agree with people who said that he dropped off. But I think that he, he still. I think it was still a solid performance. He he caused a couple of problems, uh, but at the end of the day, I think I like the fact that Southgate knows that some of his players are good spark plugs off the bench. I think Grealish should start. I think, I think yeah, that's Grealish the one can do mistake. that from the start of the game. That's that was I the main reason I mean I was I was pessimistic at the start of the, I'm gonna be honest because the team we put out I I thought Grealish absolutely had to start. I, I really thought he had he to start. And the fact the fact that he didn't start coupled with the fact we played not only a back five well if you want to call it a back three go for it. But with Rice and Phillips as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think because Germany, while well, what well, I'd say Germany were on top for 
the first half, definitely. I think we grew into it as the game went on, but Kane should have scored a couple of important saves. Well, I mean, I think Kane should have scored on the brink of half time. Yeah, it's just a dodgy touch, just took it a bit too far away from Harry him. Maguire had a few good header chances as well. I thought he had a great game, and he, he, he could have scored in the first half. That would have won me 400 pounds, but you know, whatever, it's fine. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, I, I said. I said before the tournament, if we win, if we won our last 16 tie against the group of the S team, I thought we'd get to the final. And it and looks like we should. Admittedly, that's when we still had Spain and Netherlands on the other side of the draw, but it's looking even more likely now. It does look favourable, let's be honest. It really does look favourable, especially with Sweden going out. I, I backed them over Ukraine. I thought they were the better side in that tie, which is the next game. But really quick, before we talk about that, going back to England, Raheem Sterling scored, and I said it last week, you can't drop the man who's scoring goals, even if even if he's not having the best tournament. Yeah. His performance he, he is undroppable. Up. His performance he, picked up in the Germany game. Because I think Sterling's performances made him droppable, but his goals made him undroppable. Yeah. He came in. He's been great. He was great. He was really good. He was running. He was direct. We were going up the left a bit more, uh, which is why I thought Saka didn't have as good a game as he had last time because we Germany were clear, clearly weaker for Kimmich's right side, which surprised me a little bit. But both goals I, came from that I side. I think Sterling, he did still show a bit of a, inclination to hold on to the ball a bit too long which was quite annoying and then I mean obviously we got quite lucky when Miller went through and missed that was from a straight sterling pass but he he did play well I think if I'm thinking through that England side and I'm trying to think of who didn't play well I'd say Trippier and Phillips and yeah I'm not gonna say I'm not I'm not gonna say Saka because he was good he, he was good for the first 15 minutes died down a bit but he he wasn't quiet enough where I'd put him on the same tier as Phillips and Trippier, who I just didn't really think contributed a lot at all. I think his running just ties the, ties them out because he's so athletic. He's so yeah. he's so he just he, he he's direct, and it didn't work as well as it did against Czech Republic because Germany a bit of a more quality side. But Saka will grow into his performances, and even if he doesn't start, I think he'll definitely have a good impact off the bench in some of our remaining games. But I think Gareth no, is going to. I think Gareth you know, is, he definitely needs a few more minutes off the bench. Jaden Sancho, if he looks along with Marcus Rashford, but he does, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, well, I agree, it's not the time and the place, but what a steal that is, yeah. We'll talk about that way later and when we do like yeah, a transfer but, um, window recap or whatever, but yeah, I, I will. I'm gonna be, I'll, I'm gonna be honest, I was quite worried when both are, um, when Rice and Phillips, well, obviously, Rice was booked five minutes in, and then Phillips got a booking as well before half time. I, I, was, I was getting a bit worried, I was thinking. Especially considering it's England versus Germany, which traditionally is a bit of a rivalry. Game, yeah, I, I was I was getting worried I was, that we could see a could see a red card. I wanted one of them off at half time. Um, Southgate didn't take them off, and especially with Rice, he definitely grew into it. And yeah, um, well, I thought Hendo was quite good off the bench as well. Yeah, he only came, he came on for what, like five ten minutes, but um, he he was fine. I, I I don't know why he kept both of them on that long because. It's a risk. No, ma- no matter how well you're playing, I would have taken Phillips off because, I mean, as I say, I don't think he played well anyway, but as well as you're playing, it only takes one stray challenge to get you that second booking yeah, off the pitch sure. and suspended for the next game. But yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. We were, we're, Maybe a couple we were of unnecessary good. risks, but very happy and on to Ukraine. Yeah. Well, Ukraine, Sweden was it. I didn't catch all of this game, to be, I'm going to be honest with you, but I caught a little bit of it. Uh, Ukraine took the lead through, was it Zinchenko scored, right? Uh, yeah, and then of course, um, 
pulled it back through Forsberg's shot, which was heavily deflected, if I'm not mistaken. And then it was kind of a bit of a boring game, if you ask me. There was the horror challenge. card in extra time, Sweden. Or, quote, unquote, it, horror challenge. I don't think it was a red card, but in, in still images, it looks awful. Yeah, it's, it, it's just, I, I don't like it when people use still images for, because I think you can manipulate so many yeah. bits of footage and into like pictures which make stuff yeah. look so much worse than it is yeah it gives the poor representation of what's happened even with angles like you can make it look like it's going full on studs into the side of something i'm not saying this is what happens here but you can make it look like it's going studs into someone's leg whereas it it could just be like a glancing kind of thing where he's like yeah, pulled yeah. out of it or not fully yeah, yeah and then yeah and then obviously the last minute winner i mean yeah. I, I, i'm not i'm not gonna pretend i was um completely what focus on watching this game yeah I like, like i said I, I think um i think i said last time this game had the potential to be a not necessarily a non-event but i didn't think many people would be tuning into it especially after an england win especially in the stadium uh, there was barely anyone in hampton i'm not going to lie to you it was it was a bit sad to see but the ukrainians marched on be too busy just sitting at home depressed after england didn't lose to germany yeah well, I mean, yeah, and Ukraine marched on to play us, but starting off, we start tomorrow, Switzerland versus Spain. Predictions, Felix, what, you can go first. What do you think is going to happen here? Um, in St. Petersburg Stadium? As, as much as I'd like to see another another surprise, but I, I would like to see another surprise, but um, I think I think Spain are really growing into this tournament. Yeah. Um, They, they won't hit five again, but um, I'd say a Two, maybe a three-one Spain. Yeah, I, I okay. Spain don't really convince me defensively, but I think they just they have so much of the ball and they are starting to do something with the ball, like create chances as well. So I can't see past the Spain win here. Yeah, well, my prediction for Spain versus uh, Switzerland is going to be a two-one win to Spain. I think it'll be a tough game, and I think I think the problem is for Switzerland is going to be. The lack of their captain, their talisman, Xhaka. Granit Xhaka. I think they will struggle to be as great in midfield. If Jordan Shakiri can have a good game, they can cause Spain some problems. Hence why I've got them scoring. Maybe a Seferovic goal. You don't, you never know. Gavranovic seems to have been quite good so far this tournament. He just looks sharp when he's been on the pitch, um, from what I've seen. But yeah, I think, I think, I think at the end of the day, Spain will win that one two one in St Petersburg, and they'll move on to play the winner of Belgium Italy. Felix, I'm going to go first here. And for my Belgium-Italy prediction, I think that the Italians are going to win this one 2-0. I think it's going to be a calm, solid performance. I think Locatelli is going to get on the score sheet. Um, linked with Arsenal, I know I think he's going to go to Juventus, but he has been linked with Arsenal, so I'm, I'm going to mention that because that'd be absolutely epic. And then I think Chiro Mobile is going to get back in amongst the goals. I think that Italy is, will win that game. Is KDB injured? Do we I, has that so. been cleared up? Is it, I'm pretty sure he is. I mean, I don't think Hazard. Well, Eden. I don't think Eden Hazard's available, or well, yeah. not to start anyway. But um, yeah, I'm I'm going to say an Italy win as well. But just about, I think they will concede again because uh, Lukaku he he's used to playing against well Italians, I guess now because he's been tearing yeah. up Serie A for a couple of years, and I think he could get a bit of joy against that defense. But depending on how depleted that side. If Belgium put out their side, and if De Bruyne is not involved, I think it might be a bit more comfortable. Yeah. But regardless, I think Italy will squeeze through maybe 2-1. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say 
Insigne to he's not scored for a few games, has he? No, no. But yeah, yeah, he hasn't scored since the first week. Um, no. Insigne and Immobile, yeah, two, and then like I said, Lukaku maybe to get goal number. Okay. Would it be four? Yes. I mean, I'd like like a four three Italy, just Lukaku hat trick, just to get that golden boot prediction on on the road. But That'd be beautiful. Um, but yeah, two yeah. One. Then the next game, Czech in Baku, <laughs> Czech Republic versus Denmark. I think the Czech Republic are going to win this game. I think that they'll be on a massive high off of the back of um, the game against Holland, Netherlands. Sorry. And uh, I think that I backed them last time. I'm backing them again. This time it's going to be 3-1 to the Czech Republic. So you heard me, 3-1 to the Czech Republic. And there's going to be a couple of Patrick Schick goals because he is having some tournament. I think he's going to carry on his good form. Denmark could have been good, but I think this is where they come unstuck. Maybe a damn's guard goal, but I think at the end of the yeah. day, the Czechs are going to pull this one through. It's just a gut feeling. Um, I mean, I alluded to it earlier about I, have, I don't know when Denmark will burn out. Um, what I will say is that sometimes what happens when you get a big shock like Czech Republic beating Netherlands, um, that well, two things can happen, obviously. Either they ride that high and carry on that form, or that it's kind of like that was their cup final, if you will. Yeah. And I think that could potentially happen. So I'm going to go for 2-1 to Denmark. Okay. Um, sure. Who plays with Denmark? Uh, Paulson to score a Kier goal and um, Patrick Schick to sign off the tournament with a with a with a goal. Yeah, yeah. Sounds, sounds interesting. And then the big one in the Stadio Olimpico, Rome, England, Ukraine. I only see this going one way. I mean, as I have stated earlier, it's coming home. I'm going to go three nil England. Nah, <laughs> I'm going to go three nil England. I think that we will. I think that we will beat beat the the Ukrainian people. I think that it will be a solid. It will be like a. It will be a proper. You know, like a very very solid win. I think that Sterling will bag again. I think Kane will probably score again. I reckon now that he's 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 popped his goal scoring cherry to put it. I think that he will uh, continue to bag at the Euros. And yeah, I think that we will win the game three 0 I think it'll be quite comfortable. If it's not, well, f- damn it. But I think it will be. How about you? Yeah, um, it's because um with Ukraine, I don't think this is their best um run in the Euros ever. I think so. I think it is kind of seen as a free hit for Ukraine because as they've already um surpassed expectations because yeah. they've just beat a Sweden side who everyone was saying, oh, this Sweden side they're looking decent. Um, so I don't I don't think yeah, yeah. we'll. I don't think we'll um, destroy them. I think it'll. I think it'll just be a professional two-nil performance, like yeah. you said. Harry Kane, he's he's popped and he can't stop. A brace yeah, for him. The Pringles um, of goal scorers. Maybe Sancho off the back of off the back of joining the biggest club in England. He's going to get a couple of assists, like like the park up. I doubt he'll play, and that's not me saying I don't rate Sancho. I just don't think Southgate's going to come for six him. minutes to break down the Ukrainian defence yeah. and we'll get to assist in the process. So what's to come in the Manchester derby putting Zinchenko on stilts maybe? Well, I mean, I think that's probably what all we have this week, Felix, because it's, there's not much to say. Yeah. There's only eight games. But yeah, thanks everyone for listening slash watching. If you're watching on Spotify, you can 
let me know via my TikTok that you've watched it on Spotify. Because uh, I'll post I'll post a clip on TikTok saying go watch it. But yeah, thank you everyone for watching. Uh, bye, Felix. All right, bye.